Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. Back and better than ever. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guest today, like Orlovsky in an hour, on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line, ready to go and couldn't be more excited after a spectacular Monday uh, in the National Football League. Or that was Sunday. This is Monday, and it was a spectacular day in the NFL. Coming off of a really interesting Saturday of college football, we are wall-to-wall football with you. And coming up in just a few minutes, we'll be taking your calls. And I'm looking forward to that. 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number. You will be a part of Greeny Nation coming up in just a few minutes with your hot takes. Mondays mean hot takes. And I will just let the crew know in Bristol that I don't hear. I am coming to you this morning from the Seaport Studios, uh, and I'm not hearing. So if I should be hearing anything right now, including myself, I am not We've been having a little bit of technical difficulty here so far today, and I just want to make sure that you guys are aware and perhaps something can be done somewhere that I'm not hearing anything right now, which is going to be challenging when we get to phone calls coming up in just a few minutes. Again, hopefully we'll get that remedied. 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number. And right now, Cliff, if you would, give me some music. We're doing the hot takes as we get going. Here we come. Hot take number one. Number five. Is actually a number five. Tom Brady yesterday shook me to my core. I would describe myself as shaken to my core in confidence about the Buccaneers. You cannot possibly get worked any more than they got worked the other night. Not only do they get smashed last night, but Monday night on ESPN's Monday Night Football, they didn't look as bad as they did yesterday, but maybe in some ways they did. Because the New York Giants are one of the three or four worst teams in the NFL. And last night, they were playing one of the three or four best. Last night, the Buccaneers got shellacked. And Monday night, they looked listless. They looked completely uncreative. They did not look anything like the best team in the NFL, which a lot of people, myself included, have been trying for the longest time to tell you that they could be, should be, and perhaps will be. But certainly right now, they are not. And has my confidence in them shaken? Oh, yes, it most certainly is shaken to its core. And they did something yesterday that I think is bordering on impossible to believe. When I first got this stat from Hembo today, Rex and I had to go back and check it three or four times to make sure we weren't misunderstanding. Tampa Bay rushed the football in this game last night five times. That is the fewest rushing attempts in an NFL game in recorded history. They've been recording that since 1933. It's almost 90 years they've been keeping track of those statistics in football. And never has a team run the ball for fewer times than the Buccaneers ran it last night. That's on their coaches. That that last night was a total team failure. And it starts at the top. It starts with the coach. It starts with Bruce Arians, who still has not gotten out of his head the way he wants to play the way he wants to coach, the way he wants it to look. And he has completely forgotten that the strength of his team should be his defense, running the football, and letting Tom Brady make plays when necessary. Oh, he's got all these weapons. Oh, he's got all these toys. Oh, he wants to go no risk it, no biscuit. I'm telling you right now, that isn't the formula for this team. And yesterday, it got them embarrassed. And Tom Brady should be in that office today with Bruce Arians saying, let's figure this thing out. Because right now, it's teetering. It's teetering in the balance. There's still half a season left. So there's plenty of time to get this thing right. But it begins in the coach's office. It begins with the game plan. It begins with the offensive philosophy. 
which more often than not right now looks flat out wrong. So hot take number five, Buccaneers at a crossroads. At a crossroads this early with Tom Brady because the coach and the quarterback, what they do together isn't working. What Arians wants to do and what Brady does well are not the same thing. So Arians is going to have to adjust or they're going to have to make some sort of significant change. Because if they're going to run the football five times, I don't care what that score of the game is. If you're going to run the football five times, you're not going to beat anybody. Next. Number four. At number four, I am offering my mea culpa. I, I am the first to tell you when I'm wrong. And my apology today is to the hashtag Bills Mafia. You guys are right, and I've been wrong. I have not been a believer in Josh Allen. I have seen the scorn on Twitter of all of the crazy fans of the Buffalo Bills. And God bless you all. It's as good a fan base, as passionate a fan base as there is in the entire league. And I cannot begin to tell you how much I have enjoyed the give and take and how much I wanted to be right on Josh Allen. But I'm telling you right now, you're right and I'm wrong. Josh Allen won me over yesterday. I understand that the Seahawks, and just for the record, my audio just came on. I understand that the Seahawks are as bad a defense as we've seen in the NFL in a really long time. But when Josh Allen needed to go toe for toe, pass for pass, score for score, with Russell Wilson, he was more than up to the task. Josh Allen is so good in the red zone. He has a great coaching staff around and behind him that have put together a philosophy. They've put together an offensive system that perfectly takes advantage of what he does well. That's extraordinarily well done by that entire organization. It is an organizational success story, and Allen is the recipient of it, but that's not fair to him. That's making it sound like he's being carried, and right now the opposite is true. Josh Allen is ready to carry that team. So hashtag Bills Mafia, you're right, and I'm wrong. Josh Allen is the goods. Josh Allen is in the conversation with the better quarterbacks in the National Football League. Not because he does it the way they all do it, but because he does it his way and it works. Did you know there's only one team in the NFL that has more explosive plays this season than the Buffalo Bills? Kansas City has 43 explosive plays this year. The Bills have 40. Second best in that category in the entire National Football League. That's a testament to their quarterback and to the entire organization. So hashtag Bills Mafia, you have my mea culpa. You are right and I'm wrong. Josh Allen is the goods, and your team has a legit shot, not just to make the playoffs, which I think at this point feels like a foregone conclusion, but to do some damage when you get there. Next. Number three. Number three. I love Mike Tomlin. I think Mike Tomlin is the best coach in the National Football League if you don't include the body of work of Bill Belichick. I think Mike Tomlin has coached his team the last few years as well as anybody, including Belichick, has. And I thought Tomlin's coaching job last year was worthy of coach of the year consideration. And this year, I think the the award is his to lose. And I know that they had an extra point that they missed yesterday and another one blocked. So I understand the lack of confidence in the kicker. But the bottom line of it is this. From the 15-yard line, if you don't feel confident you can make a 32-yard field goal, then you've got a whole host of problems. And if you don't kick that field goal there and Dallas goes down and scores, if Dallas goes down and scores on that last drive, the beginning of every talk show in America today, including mine this morning and this one here, is what the hell were the Steelers doing going forward on that fourth and one? And Rex made a good point this morning. 
the receiver to the top of your screen. I think it's Chase Claypool. I don't think he realizes the ball is going to be snapped. I think everyone is taken aback. It made all the sense in the world for the Steelers to go up to the line, hard count, try and draw the Dallas defense offside and end the game there. But once they aren't going to jump, or if they aren't going to jump, if they don't jump, you take the penalty or you call a timeout, you kick the field goal, and you say, I'm putting my defense on the field against Garrett Gilbert, and we're going to win this game. They need to go the length of the field. They need to score a touchdown and the two-point conversion to tie me. It's a no-brainer. So I get it. Boswell missed an extra point, and they had another one blocked. But at the end of the day, a 32-yard field goal in the National Football League should be a gimme. You have to count on your kicker to make that. So my opinion, that was the wrong decision for the Steelers, and it could have cost them the game. It didn't because they make a hold at the end, but Dallas moved the ball down the field, and they have a pass in the end zone in the last play of the game that could have won it. And oh, what a conversation it would have been today if they had. Hot Takes with Greeny here on a Monday on ESPN Radio. Number two. At number two, here's my best take of the day. What we need to do is rename the NFL's MVP award, the Patrick Mahomes Award, and just let him give it to someone else every year. MVP has become a narrative award. So the narrative this year is Russell Wilson has never gotten a single vote for MVP. It's his turn. And I don't have any issue with that. I kind of agree with it. Russell Wilson has been a great player for a very long time. He 100% deserves an MVP award in his career because we've made the award a narrative award. I got my start in this business covering Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan probably should have won at least three, if not four, more MVP awards than he did. But we decided that Charles Barkley needed to win one one year, and Carl Malone needed to win one one year. And even now, LeBron James probably should have won two or three more MVP awards than he has. We've made it into a narrative award, and I'm okay with that. But let's make sure that we state for what it is. Patrick Mahomes has thrown 25 touchdowns against one interception this season. 25 and one. He's thrown nine touchdowns in the last two weeks. Patrick Mahomes is redefining the position of quarterback. He's not only the most entertaining to watch player in the league, he's by far the most valuable. And so again, my take for today at number two is just rename the award, the Patrick Mahomes Award, and give it to whoever you think is the next most valuable player that year so that we all acknowledge Mahomes is the MVP. Greeny with you. Again, your hot takes are coming up in a moment. 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number. But number one. Number one. My number one hot take is this. I offered my apologies earlier to the Buffalo Bills fans, but I've saved the best for last. And you know who's coming. The New Orleans Saints shut me up last night. I've been saying all year long they don't look right, and I don't take it back. I've been saying all year long they were flying under the radar. I don't take that back. I've been saying all year long they're not one of the primary contenders in the NFC, and I take that back. I eat those words the way Jameis Winston ate that W in the celebration last night against his former team, because that was the statement performance of the NFL season. Prior to last night, the statement performance of the NFL season was Kansas City-Baltimore Week 3. When everyone was talking about, oh, are the Ravens the team to beat in the AFC? Is this the year they get over the hump? And Kansas City beat them down in their building. That was the statement performance in the NFL until last night. What the New Orleans Saints did last night was the most eye-opening performance in the National Football League this year. 
through five series last night, the New Orleans Saints had 28 points and 241 yards of offense while allowing zero points and 36 yards of offense. So Sean Payton, Drew Brees, all you guys, Cam Jordan, that whole group down there, and especially to the fans in New Orleans who have been giving me the business on Twitter for all the attention we haven't given them on Get Up and that we haven't given them here on ESPN Radio, you're right. You're absolutely right. And today is your day to dance like they do in that New Orleans locker room. Today is your day to dance like Sean Payton did against his better judgment on camera in that locker room because that was the number one performance of the NFL season so far. And that is my hot takes for this day here. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. So that's what I think. Now it's time to find out what you think. It's your chance to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Again, the number is 888-SAY-ESPN. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. The college football season is heating up, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Hashtag Bubba, have we got a couple of hot takes ready to go this morning? We got a couple of calls. We can start in Colorado. We have Daniel in Colorado. Daniel, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Give me a hot take. Yeah, my hot take. Thanks for taking my call, Greeny. I personally, I think Anthony Lynn is the absolute, the worst coach in the NFL. You cannot get a team that close to the end zone with that kind of a roster and continue to cause issues for your team. Justin Herbert is by far Rookie of the Year. There is no reason that Anthony Lynn should still be employed. You know, I'm not one, and I appreciate the call, and I appreciate the take. I, I don't sit here and fire coaches. It's never been my thing. If you go back over the years, I don't do it. But it is very hard to picture they're not, unless things turn around substantially in the second half, they're not being a change in L.A. with the Chargers because that team is so ready. They have the number two offense in the sport behind a rookie quarterback who got forced into action under ridiculous circumstances. He's been brilliant, and they just find ways to lose. I think this is probably the worst thing I can say about them is they're the best 2-6 and six team in NFL history. They could have won at least half the games they've lost this season. I, I can't even do it off the top of my head anymore. There have been too many of them. Heartbreaking loss after heartbreaking loss. And it happened when Rivers was the quarterback, and it's happening again now when this spectacular kid has taken over in Justin Herbert. So I'm not sitting here firing Anthony Lynn. I like him a lot. But that is a team that feels ready to do a lot of winning in a hurry. And when a team feels that way and isn't winning, that frequently is a place where you see a change. So it does feel like one, depending on what happens in the second half, where there could be some movement. Greeny with you, Dr. Pepper, call in line. Your hot takes, hashtag Bubba. Who's next? Yeah, let's head to Florida. We got Blaze down in Florida. Blaze, what's your hot take? Hey, Greeny, uh, first time caller. Love the show. I believe the Dolphins go 11 and 5. Um, I think they're going to go 4-0 in their next four games, and uh, they're going to make the playoffs. Well, I, of that, there is no question. The only thing I would I would quarrel with you is I don't think that's that hot of a take because I think it feels like a fairly obvious pick. The Dolphins are spectacular, and we're going to get to Tua coming up on the program. We will get to what we've seen. I did look up their next four games earlier. Let me get them for you here as as we talk because you're exactly right. In the next four games, their four opponents over the next four games have a combined total of seven wins. They play the Chargers next week, then the Broncos, then the Jets, then the Bengals. So yes, I believe the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs. Tua was spectacular. 
Sign me up for Tua versus Kyler in a Super Bowl sometime soon. That would be as entertaining as it gets. I have one complaint about Tua. We'll get to that as we go. But yes, the Dolphins, I think, are going to make a great run at the Bills. Dolphins, Bills will be a great run to the finish to win the AFC East this year. Greeny with you. Your chance to be a part of the Dr. Pepper call-in line here on Greeny Nation. Bubba, let's do at least one more hot take. Who you got? Yeah, let's head out to California. This is a hot one from Mike. Mike, you're on ESPN Radio. What's your hot take, Mike? Hey, what's going on, Greeny? The Raiders are going to sweep the Chiefs and do some damage in the playoffs. The Raiders are going to... Derek Carr is looking amazing. Yeah, Derek Carr, I I love the take. They did. They're the only team to beat the Chiefs so far. Derek Carr, Dan Orlovsky said it well on TV with me this morning, and he's going to join me a little later. We'll talk about it. Derek Carr is the best player in the NFL that no one has said a word about all season long. All we did, what was the old line? We use it over and over and over again. John Gruden's favorite quarterback is always the next one he can turn to. He doesn't have to turn to anybody right now. Derek Carr is making big plays. The one knock on him for a long time has been he doesn't push the ball down the field. They're pushing it down the field. The Raiders can beat you a lot of different ways. Now they had to hold on for dear life at the end yesterday against the Chargers. And I do not believe the Raiders are one of the big boys in the AFC. I do not think, if I look at two teams that I think could come out of that conference, and I only see two, they're not one of them. But I do agree that they're heading in the right direction, and Carr is having a very quiet, spectacular season. Hashtag Bubba, give me one more hot take. All right, one more. We can go to Tommy in Tennessee. Tommy. Go ahead, Tommy. What's your hot take? Hey, Green, I appreciate you taking the call. Um, the Jets being the Jets, they're going to find a way to uh, win this game with help from Belichick because he actually wants to start tanking for Trevor and bring the dynasty back to the Patriots. So this has been the the running joke among Jets fans lately is Belichick is going to lose two games this year to the Jets just to make sure the Jets don't get Lawrence. That has been the running gag. I don't buy it. Don't buy it at all. I'll talk about this game a little bit later this morning. As terrible a game as it seems on on its face, there's no way in the world that Belichick tanks this season. I don't see it. And there's no way in the world he tanks against the Jets. I don't see it for a second. Bill Belichick hates the Jets. He wants to pound them into the ground. And I do not think he fears Trevor Lawrence. Bill Belichick has six Super Bowl rings a bunch as a coordinator, a bunch of other Super Bowl appearances. I don't think he's afraid of Trevor Lawrence or anybody. I don't think, so long as the Jets' ownership owns that franchise, I think Bill Belichick feels just fine. All right, thank you for the calls. Thank you for the hot takes. Outstanding here. I'm Greeny. I'm presented by Progressive Insurance. Quoting home insurance just got easier with Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Quote and buy all online at Progressive.com. And forgive me if I seemed a little disheveled off the top. We were having a little technical difficulty, but we're good here. And I want to make sure that everybody listening is aware that today's a really exciting day for this show. Because today, for the first day, and it will be now for the rest of our lives, our show is available to be streamed every single day on ESPN+. So you can watch us live on ESPN+, Plus. you can watch us any time of day. We'll still be here with you on all these ESPN radio stations and on Sirius and all the places that you're accustomed to listening to us. But if you want to watch this show now, and we have great fun here every single day and it's just getting better and better, the place to do that is to stream it on ESPN+. Plus. It's a great day for us and for a lot of the radio shows here at ESPN, and I should have opened the show by mentioning that, but again, I was a touch thrown off by, uh, by just a couple of little technical problems. No big deal. We're all in good shape here now. But as of today, we are available to be streamed anytime you want on ESPN+. Plus. I invite you to come hang out with me here anytime you get a chance. 
uh, on ESPN Plus and on ESPN Radio and beyond. Dan Olasky will join me coming up as we continue. We're wall-to-wall football today. We'll get to some of the big college stories of the weekend as well as our day continues. But up next, without question, the biggest story in the Midwest is one where I think I think it is the most underappreciated major question mark in the entire National Football League. I'll get to it in just a moment. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Half past the hour, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, and as of today, available to be streamed anytime you want on ESPN Plus. For this program, Dan Orlovsky will join me live in a half hour. We opened up with today's hot takes, mine and yours, recapping mine. Number five, the coaching is, is absolutely letting Tom Brady down in Tampa. Number four, the Bills and Josh Allen, all you were wrong, were right and I was wrong. Josh Allen is the goods. I've been wrong on him. I've been late to the party. I showed up today. I've got my invitation for weeks and weeks, maybe years. At this point, I finally got it right. Number three, the Steelers should have kicked the field goal. Even if they wound up having two extra points, one blocked and one missed yesterday, I still think that was the play yesterday, a 32-yard field goal. If you can't count on that, you need a new kicker. Number two, they should rename the Patrick Mahomes Award. They should make the MVP award every single year, the Patrick Mahomes award, and let him give it to the next most valuable player because he's the MVP every year, and it's become just a narrative award. And then at number one, and I can see already people are enjoying this in my mentions, and you deserve it. I've been wrong on the Saints all year long. I haven't given them a word of credit all season long on this program. Last night, you earned it. You shut me up, and you shut everybody else up. That was the most dominant, most important performance of the NFL season so far. So that's where we've been. Where do we go next? To my adopted hometown of Chicago. And a total organizational failure. The Chicago Bears are the worst team to watch in the NFL. They're not the worst team in the NFL. The Jets are the worst team in the NFL. And there are plenty of teams worse than the Bears. But the Bears have become impossible to watch. And the primary reason is because of a total organizational failure. Somewhere along the line, and we have to, as this week goes on, I'll find out from some of the folks in Chicago, get hold Tom Waddle or somebody else. Where did this break down? But the Bears made the move to trade up and take Mitchell Trubisky. We all know who they took him ahead of. There's no reason to recap all of that. 
There are no circumstances under which that's going to wind up looking like it was the right thing to do. But that doesn't mean Mitchell Trubisky can't play at all. He just can't play the way Matt Nagy wants to play. So Matt Nagy was not the coach when they drafted Mitchell Trubisky. He got hired a year later. So somewhere in the process of the decision to hire the coach, either Matt Nagy said to them, I see the skill set of Mitchell Trubisky and I will build an offense around it. Or he said to them, I can make Mitchell Trubisky work in the offense I want to run. Either way, it's been a failure. Either way, he's been running away from Trubisky, even when they won the division and Nagy won coach of the year. You could feel that they wanted to do something different. He wanted to turn Trubisky into what he, Nagy, believes a quarterback should look like. He thinks a quarterback should look like Nick Foles if Nick Foles was better. But what Nick Foles is, is the same thing Ryan Fitzpatrick is. And a lot of other guys who are on the NFL. Great backups. A great option to turn to when you need to. It's like, uh, like uh, what is the emergency glass? Break this glass in case of emergency. We need three starts. My quarterback has a high ankle sprain. Nick Foles, he's your man. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's your man. But the Dolphins did the right thing by going to Tua. And the Bears should have stayed with Mitchell Trubisky. I've been saying it forever. I don't know what he could become. But they've never given him a chance to try. Because the coach doesn't want to run the offense that way. I've been saying that for a long time. Today, I got a significant defender of that position. Listen to Dan Orlovsky on Get Up. There's a big difference between being a coach and being a teacher. A coach that cannot teach is a failure. A coach that doesn't know how to build relationships with their players is a failure. A coach that doesn't know how to communicate with their players is a failure. A coach that cannot adapt or change their scheme to the type of talent that they have is a failure. And right now, Matt Nagy in Chicago is a failure. He can't do any of that stuff in Chicago. It's not working. You don't know how to adjust to the talent that you have. I said it all the time on Chicago radio last year. Fit your offense to Mitchell Trubisky. Well, you didn't want to. So you went and got Nick Foles. And now you don't have an offense that will work for Nick Foles. This is like a marriage. When you try to change your spouse to exactly what you want, it's going to end up bad. Bottom line of it is this, and it's as simple as this. The Bears have an excellent defense. Rex Ryan said on TV with me this morning he thinks they have the most talented defense in the sport. Not the best, but the most talented. Let's not quibble over just how good they are. They're certainly more than good enough. In an NFC where some of the defenses look like the Packers who can't stop the run to save their lives and the Seahawks who can't stop the pass. The Bears have more than enough defense to make a deep playoff run. Look what Buffalo has done with Josh Allen, whose skill set is unconventional. Look what Carolina did once upon a time with Cam Newton, whose skill set was unconventional. Why did you draft Mitch Trubisky? Why did you do it if you didn't look at his skill set and say, yeah, we can turn this into something that wins? If you ask him to go back there and beat Joe Montana, you're you're doomed to failure before you start. And that's what the coach has done. So what we are seeing in Chicago is an organizational failure. It starts at the top. It starts with the decision to put the round peg and the square hole together. And at this point, they've ruined Trubisky. That's over. Their season is hopelessly gone. I mean, their offense is so bad, it's ridiculous. And I don't know what they're going to do. But they had a little window here when Khalil Mack, when they acquired him and he was going to be, he made this defense, his spirit and his talent and all of that made that defense electric. And they wasted it. Wasted it. That's not a contender this year. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. If they do, they're certainly not scaring anybody. 
So that's a huge disappointment, a huge disappointment in Chicago and a lot of soul searching that needs to be done. Listen, we all accidentally damage our phones, right? That happens. Now, Straight Talk Wireless's new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection. Just 65 bucks a month. You get unlimited talk, text, data, and much more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at Asurion.com slash straight talk. Limitations and exclusions apply. All right. The other performance in the Midwest this week, I mentioned the performances in the Midwest. Chicago's performance was not the one in the Midwest that matters. You got to go about an hour and a half into Indiana to get the one that matters. Congratulations to Brian Kelly and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. He took that team to a national championship game eight years ago. But I think Saturday night was his biggest win. It's the first time he's ever beaten a top five team at Notre Dame. And it felt like more than that. It felt like, and Feinbaum said it this morning on TV with me really well, it felt like Notre Dame's credibility just like that was restored. Because the one year they made that run to the championship game, you might recall there were people questioning their schedule. They'd won a couple of close games against bad teams. I was a 1,000% on board with them making it. They deserved to be there. But they got worked in the championship game by Alabama. Didn't belong on the same field with them that day. And then they make the playoff a couple of years ago and they get worked by Clemson. Didn't belong on the same field with them that day. And I think that has left a lot of people with the perception that Notre Dame under Brian Kelly has been good but not great. It has been a step below the really good programs in America. And Saturday night felt like a step towards that. It felt like a step towards total credibility for Brian Kelly in Notre Dame. So congratulations to him. And I felt good for Ian Book because that phone number, that phone number, what am I talking about? That fumble down by the goal line when he's going in there and it looked like he's going to score. And then at minimum, he's going to get tackled on about the three. That fumble into the end zone he would not have slept for a month after that play if it had cost them the game, which it easily could have. But instead, in the end, he's the hero because he engineers that great drive at the end of regulation and they win it in the double overtime. So I'm going to give him my extra mile this week. Every week, our friends at Mercedes ask me to pick the player who went the extra mile. I'm going to give it to Ian Book because that is a spectacular performance for him and a critical win for Notre Dame. Going the extra mile brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van. Find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. There are other college stories to get to, and we will, involving uh, Wisconsin and Jim Harbaugh today. So all that is still in the hopper. But up next, I haven't even gotten to what I think was, in the big picture, the most important performance of the NFL Sunday. Greeny, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's macy's.com slash gift finder. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for our fascinating stat of the day, which is brought to you by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. And I'd like to bring in uh, my friend Hashtag Bubba, because Hashtag Bubba, I've got a variety of stats here. Some of them are positive, good stats. Some of them are negative, meaning bad stats about teams. I'm going to let you choose. Do you want a positive one or a negative one for our fascinating stat of the day? Mm, Very interesting. Very interesting. Well, I mean, I feel like generally... I bring a lot of positivity to the show, so we'll change it up and we'll go with a negative stat. Typical media, always focusing on the negative. I, I, I saw that coming from Hashtag Bubba today, and so I prepared this one. Do you want to know why there's so much pressure on Russell Wilson? Why, if they give him the MVP award, I will not complain about it, even though Patrick Mahomes has the best numbers of any quarterback you'll ever see? It is because Russell Wilson is trying to do the impossible. There's only one team in history that ever allowed more yards through eight games than the 2020 Seahawks have allowed so far. They have allowed over 3,600 yards in eight games. Teams pass on them at will. I know there's nothing more demoralizing for a defense than getting run on the way Green Bay did, for example, a week ago against Minnesota. But there's nothing more damaging in pro football 2020 than if you can't stop the pass. Because you can't beat a good team. Because a good team, by definition, has a good quarterback. And if you're going to let Josh Allen throw for 400 yards against you, now you're going to get to a playoff situation. I'm afraid of what Aaron Rodgers might do. Or what Drew Brees might do. Or what Tom Brady might do. Or what Kyler Murray might do. The NFC is loaded with good quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, right now, may be the best of them all. But he has by far the worst defense. By far. Again, they've given up the second most yards of any team through eight games in the history of the NFL. And so thanks to Hashtag Bubba, that is our negative stat of the day, our fascinating stat brought to you by DraftKings. Okay, I told you that I would get next to what I think was in the big picture the most important performance of the day, and that one was turned in by one Tua Tango-Vailoa. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to Brian Flores. Congratulations to the Dolphins, because here's the Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. The world has one perception of Miami, and Brian Flores has another. And he has instilled that in his team. His players believe Flores is an excellent coach. Excellent. Of all the Belichick disciples, there have been 8 million stories written, and justifiably so, about the struggles of the Belichick disciples, the Belichick tree. Brian Flores is off to a great start in that tree, and he may have found his quarterback now. Tua Tungavailoa, I have one complaint about him. Outside of that, he was brilliant. He was everything you saw from him at Alabama. He was accurate. He was quick, not just physically, but mentally. His understanding of the game, he processes quickly, gets the ball out quick. His accuracy is spectacular. If Drew Brees could run around like Kyler Murray, Drew Brees, well, Drew Brees is one of the greatest players of all time. Tua Tungavailoa has Drew Brees-level accuracy 
and one step down from Kyler Murray level uh, running ability. Tua Tungavailoa is the goods. He has everything. You did see the one thing I worry about with him yesterday, and that is he doesn't know how not to take a hit. It's not just not throwing the ball away, as there was the complaint about him in college, but he doesn't know how to slide. If you watched that game yesterday, which was one of the most entertaining games that you will see in the NFL this year, because those two quarterbacks are special, Tua and Kyler, sign me up for that to be the Super Bowl in two or three years. I'm in. I could watch those guys play 16 weeks a year. They're fantastic. And they were going back and forth. That was a great game. But if there was one huge difference as you watch the two of them, Murray, who was is, who is a different level of explosive as a runner, because of his baseball background, remember he was a first-round pick in the Major League Baseball draft. That guy slides. He knows how to avoid contact. He knows how to slide. Russell Wilson knows how to slide. Patrick Mahomes knows how to slide. If you're going to get a quarterback, find one who played baseball because those guys know how to slide. Tua Tungavailoa at one point yesterday kind of half dove head first and took a bad hit. And this is a guy with a history of terrible injuries, as we know. So that's the one concern I have for Tua is his inability to keep himself from getting hit. But outside of that, could not have passed the test any more than he did. And that was a sensational win for the Dolphins yesterday. And so now it's Miami and Buffalo fighting it out in the AFC East. That's remarkable with good young quarterbacks. Allen obviously proving himself throwing for 400 yards and Tua after a, a, a basically a no-show in his first NFL start a week ago, setting the world on fire yesterday. I thought he was that good. And I think the future could not look brighter in Miami. With all the picks they have and everything else, pencil the Dolphins in to make a deep run if he stays healthy. The only question on Tua is staying healthy. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Back to the NFL in a minute. There is a very big story that is just coming across out of college. Uh, Heather Dinich told us on television this morning, this is a very important day in the Big Ten because Wisconsin will have its latest testing numbers. Remember, Wisconsin cannot afford to miss another game. They play Michigan this weekend. Wisconsin is another one of the big boy teams in the Big Ten. Ohio State needs wins like that. Wisconsin with all of the games that they've missed, the back-to-back games they've missed because of all the testing, Dave Repson, uh, who's a, my former colleague here at ESPN, a close friend of mine at the Big Ten Network, just tweeted Wisconsin down to two active COVID cases among players back practicing today. Sounds like they are on pace to play this weekend. That is critically important for them, obviously, and for their players and their fans and everybody else. But for the Big Ten in general, you can't have a team like Wisconsin not eligible for anything at the end of the season. It would just it would throw so many things into a state of flux and perhaps even disarray. So to me, if that is the news, if the news is Wisconsin will be able to play this weekend, that is great news for the entire conference. Dan Orlovsky joins me next. It's a jam-packed Monday with Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.